On this episode, you will see that you are precious in the eyes of God, your creator, that you are forgiven and empowered to win in 2024 with the greatest power anybody can receive, the unconditional love of God. Stay tuned. My name is Harold J. Perkins, and at the age of 17, I was selling drugs and on my way to an early grave. While sitting in my house with about 10 guys, God gave me an out-of-body experience, and I was lifted above the room. I could see everything moving in slow motion. After that, I got up and put those guys out, and I cried out to Jesus Christ. He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited to continue talking about 2024 is the year of open doors. For those who believe, God will open new doors of blessings, doors that your enemy has been working hard to keep you out of, doors that lead to your purpose, doors that lead to prosperity, doors that lead to healing, doors that lead to the desires of your heart. And the fuel that will empower you to believe is knowing how much God loves you. His love is far greater than we've been told. His love is unlike anything we've seen in this natural world. And when you see his love for you and you maintain it through all your enemy's attempts to tell you that he doesn't love you, you will see great manifestations in 2024. So my goal again is to show you the love God has for you. And the greatest place to see his love for you is in seeing what he allowed his son, Jesus Christ, to go through for you and I. Listen to Isaiah chapter 53, verses 10 and 11. Yet it pleased the Lord God to bruise him, talking about Jesus. He has put him to grief when you shall make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Now, I want you to notice it says, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Now, let's understand that God allowed his son to go through this for every person born on planet Earth. John 3.16 says, God gave his only begotten son for the world. The death and torture that Jesus went through was the worst that any man has ever suffered because he took on his body the sins of the whole world. One translation of the Bible says that he was so beaten that he was unrecognizable. And we just read that in all that was done to his body, his soul was in travail. Think about the emotional pain that he was in, having been portrayed by one of his disciples denied by another disciple. And the very people that he was trying to help were the ones that put him on the cross. And we just read that this pleased God. How could this be? 
How could God be pleased with his son going through something like this? Because of his great love for you. This was the only way for your sins to be paid for and to give you access to the God who created you. God saw you dying in his son, Jesus Christ. And when he rose from the dead and you believe now what he did, God gives you newness of life and access to himself and everything in the kingdom of God as if you had never sinned. Wow. This is why Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12 says that their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. God is saying, I will remember their sins and iniquity no more because of my son and what he did on behalf of mankind. If he holds your sin and iniquity against you now that you believe what his son did for you, then his son would have died in vain. Listen to Galatians chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. I am crucified with Christ. Now, this is true for everybody that believes in Christ. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness, our life comes by the law, by do's and don't do's, then Christ is dead in vain. If you and I can go in and out of our righteousness and life in God by what we do, then Christ died in vain. That's what we just read. This is how much God loves you and I. So why would you now doubt that he will be good to you? Anything bad happening to you now that you believe in Jesus Christ is coming from your enemy, Satan, not God. God gets to blame for a lot of things because of not understanding that there is an evil devil, Satan. And also because many who believe are not using the authority that we have over Satan. Most believers don't even know that they have this power. God so loved us that he not only saved us, but he empowered us to rule over our enemy. It's by faith that this power works. It's not by a feeling that it works. It works because you believe. Satan wants to hold you in the feeling realm. Have you ever felt like God was not with you? If so, that feeling was a lie. Listen to what Jesus said on the cross. This is what Jesus went through for us. I'm reading from Matthew 27, 45 and 46. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he left Jesus, who was you on the cross, he will never leave you now because you are now Christ. We read the verse, it's no longer I, but Christ. Listen to Hebrews chapter 13, verses five and six. Let your conversation or lifestyle be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my help and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Never means never. So no matter if you feel God or not, he has promised that he will never leave you. Now, sometimes you are feeling that way because you are in unbelief. Listen to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. 
Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Listen to the latter part of that verse again. Lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. You see, God did not go anywhere. But through an evil heart of unbelief, we can depart. He's still there, but our unbelief is telling us he's not there. And sometimes when you're in this place of unbelief, you can find yourself getting into a lifestyle that moves you far away from God. But his love for you has him waiting for your return. Listen to this story that Jesus told about his father's love. I'm in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 24. And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of my inheritance that's due me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and journeyed himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed the swine. And he would faint have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he finally said, what am I doing here? And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father have bread enough and bread to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. Now I'm going to stop for a minute. His father saw him a great way off as if he was out there look, looking for him every day. I'm going to start again there at that verse. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck, and kissed him. Now remember, this is a picture of God. Verse 21, And the son said unto his father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. This, this is how the son is feeling. But look at the reaction of the father. Verse 22, But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. This is a picture of our Father God's love for us. When we keep this love in the forefront of our minds, we will expect him to bless us in 2024 and beyond. His love for us never stops. Nothing can we do to stop his love for us, even when we mess up. Listen to this situation in John chapter 8, verses 4 through 11, about a situation where a woman is caught in adultery. I'm starting at verse 4 in John chapter 8, verse 4 through 11. They said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now notice they just brought the woman. She can't have adultery by herself. So they just brought her. Where's the guy? He's not there. Verse 5, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned to death. But what do you say? This they said, tempting Jesus, 
that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his fingers wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the oldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those that are your accusers? Has no man condemned you? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, again, a reflection of God's love, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Jesus, who is a reflection of his Father God's love for us, said, I don't condemn you. He forgave her just as God has forgiven us. Now he tells her to go and to sin no more, not because God's going to get her, but because as we yield our bodies to sin, we open the door for the devil to come in. But even here, God is merciful and helping us because it may take some time to get your body under control. I remember when I was doing all I could to get my body under control. I was reading the word of God and praying, but I was falling down from time to time. And God was loving to me, telling me to just keep coming after him. And I did. And over time, those bad habits fell off of my life. God sees your heart. He knows when you're sincere. And he is patient and long-suffering with us. His love for you will empower you to overcome anything. He will love you into a deeper walk with him. Listen to his love for us. I'm in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 4 and 5. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honorable. This is God talking. And I have loved you. Therefore, will I give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. Now, this was written under the Old Testament, and God was saying here that I'm giving men for your lives. Well, now that we're under the New Testament, God has given the ultimate. He's given his son. Okay, so this applies to us today. He says that we are precious in his sight and honorable and that he loves us. And he gave his son for us with this great love that he has for us. You and I are precious in God's sight. He loves us with a love that is out of this world. Who does this for people like we were? We turned our backs on God. No matter how good we think we were, we were not deserving of this kind of love. I think back to some of the things I did before coming to know God, and it's hard for me to grasp how he could love me in spite of me. It's in this that you'll want to know him more. It's here that you'll want others to know him. And you'll say, God, use me to show your love, to show your power to show your glory. And this love he has for us, it's in us. Most who believe are not in touch with this love because they're not in touch with their spirit. They're more in touch with their flesh. But as you build up the seed of God you have in you, in your spirit, this love will come to the surface. If this love is not in you, then you didn't receive the seed of Christ. God said a seed will always produce after its kind. So an apple tree that has apples all on the tree is still an apple tree in a bag of seeds. The only difference is one has been planted and received water and sunshine 
and the other is still in the bag and has not received what it needs to manifest. In 2024, expect to manifest the God in you who is love, who is prosperity. Remember, he has streets of gold in heaven. He is powerful. He is almighty and he is in you. Expect to manifest his power. No matter how things look, expect the manifestations that show that God is in you and you are in him in 2024. With stubborn faith, we can experience all that God has for us. And remember, if he gave his only begotten son for us, he will not withhold one good thing from us in 2024 if we will believe him. God wants to use you to make a statement to the world Just believe and keep on believing. 2024 is your year to go through open doors. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans. And God will begin to show you his purpose for your life. And he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay. We'll see you on the next episode. I was done.